Hi, and welcome to the Female Health Podcast. My name is Mary Jo McGuire, owner of MJ Nutrition. I have a degree and master's in nutritional science, and I'm studying to be a nutritional therapist also. I work with women every day who want to lose weight, improve their relationship with food, hack their hormones, regulate their cycle, restore their periods, learn about nutrition for hormonal balance, help women come off the pill, and lots more. This podcast will be a place to talk about all things female health related, from periods, the pill, weight loss, diets, fertility, acne, PMS, and lots, lots more. I hope this platform to be educational and empowering so women can take charge of their health, their hormones, so they can feel and look their best at all stages. Hello and welcome to the Female Health Podcast. This is Mary Jo, your host, and today I'm going to be doing the first solo episode of season two. Um, It's been a while and I'm going to chat about something that uh, comes up time and time again in not only the PCOS community, but also in the weight loss, fat loss community. And that is talking about um, carbohydrates and um, yeah, carbs are like, are carbs really, really bad? Do we need to cut them out? Um, the myths around carbs, uh, talking about uh, carbs and insulin, and I suppose the, the, how insulin um, impacts your PCOS and how that, um, where the theory goes around going really low carb and keto may benefit those with PCOS and so yeah so it's going to be a little bit of a it's not going to say myth buster but kind of just kind of talking some facts around carbohydrates and how important they are and um yeah like I just feel it's an important topic because so many people and clients come to me and having done years of whether it's been fad diets like yo-yo dieting uh constantly dieting of some type uh, keto diets intermittent fasting and um, some cutting out carbs you know five two diets things like that so and these are all in some context uh, like low calorie diet or you know calorie deficit um diets but they also um are reducing carbohydrates and i just feel it's important that we talk about that because uh, i'm a firm believer that we need carbohydrates. Um, I at once thought as well that carbs were uh, the cause of my PCOS and I needed to cut them out and I did um, to, I feel a big detriment to my health. Um, you know, they're so important for our gut health, our nervous system, our thyroid function. And it wasn't a coincidence then that, you know, I ended up having uh, an autoimmune condition that was, um, driven by I suppose stress and um, an improper functioning immune system an improper functioning uh, thyroid um yeah my thyroid gland wasn't functioning uh, properly um so I don't think it was a coincidence that this happened when I was you know going through both yo-yo dieting and you know cutting out carbs and going low fat as well at times too um, and this definitely didn't help you know my situation and um, it didn't help my PCOS and it certainly didn't um, reduce the symptoms in the long term and um, perhaps I lost a little bit of weight um, when I went low carb or low fat initially however it did was not sustainable and um, weight came back on as soon as I ate normally again um, and the symptoms returned to it did not um, reduce any sort of PCOS symptoms um, and this is seen across the board as well this is not just my only experience I've seen this with my own clients who come to me and have done years of like different types of diets and done the low carb one and just find it completely 
one of the main things I find that I don't like about it, regardless of the health implications, is that it's just not sustainable. So why would we want to do something that isn't going to be, I suppose, forever? You know, we need to be doing something or able to eat that in a way that is enjoyable, sustainable, and that we can do long-term. And if you start something that you can't imagine doing in a few months time few years time then it's probably not the right thing to do um like going low carb it does really i believe like take a lot of enjoyment out of life um, and i'm talking about low low carb like yes you can kind of like maybe reduce one meal a day to have maybe lower carbs but i'm talking about completely low carb or keto where you know you can, you're you, socializing becomes extremely difficult um you definitely develop um, an unhealthy relationship with food as a result. You start to view fruit as unhealthy, certainly like vegetables are unhealthy. Um, and this is definitely like leading to an, uh, an, an unhealthy relationship with food and you're developing this disorder type eating then because you view these foods as bad for you um, and you're labeling foods then as bad due to this type of diet that you're on and that's one of my major issues with it and I see with clients that they come to me thinking that you know even the likes of bananas are bad and um, you know bread is tip as one of the most common ones that people associate as being a bad food and um, fruits which were so, so nutritious, um, are, they, they label, label them as bad for us. Um, and that is a huge issue, I believe, because these foods are on, like these provide so many nutrients for us, um, not only for energy, but on the cellular level that we need. Um, they contain so many vitamins and minerals. And if we strip these from our diet, we're really like, cutting out vital energy sources to our body and vitamins and minerals that we need and um, we're cutting out fiber too um, and this is another thing like it massively impacts our gut health like our gut requires fiber and carbohydrates in order for the bacteria there to flourish and grow um, and fiber is really required for healthy uh, functioning digestive health it's also required for um but regulating our blood sugars which obviously which is a really important part of PCOS control um so if we're cutting these foods that again it is having a direct impact on that down the line uh, gut health is a huge a really important area when it comes to fat loss and um, but also uh, for PCOS too um like it, it helps with if our gut health is not functioning well or we've got an unhealthy gut and um, composition so more unfriendly bacteria to friendly bacteria this impacts our stress hormones this impacts our insulin levels and um, it do, can do lead to insulin resistance and um, dysbiosis or in an imbalance in gut bacteria can lead to inflammation all of these are actual uh, drivers or are involved in pcos development as well and if you don't have pcos they are involved in poor health overall and perhaps an issue with losing weight as well so it's very important we're looking after gut health not only for like fat loss and pcos management but just for overall health in general our gut health is hugely important for our gut brain connection our mental health it's hugely important for our immune system if we are not looking after gut health getting fiber and fibrous carbohydrates and consuming them to our diet our gut health will be will suffer and therefore our health is going to suffer as a result as well and um, like if you are going low carb you you are eating more high protein and most likely um, moderate to high fats as well so 
these are fine foods, there's nothing wrong with protein. In fact, we need these in the diet too, but we also need carbohydrates. And by taking them out, the, uh, their, their, our cells are suffering because they're not getting enough energy and our gut health is suffering too and our nervous system is suffering too especially for women it's proven that we uh, women need to get um carbohydrates in order for the hba axis which is one of our um stress management axes is in the body um and this controls our nervous system as such. And when we strip carbohydrates from the diet or lower them, this can raise our stress hormones like cortisol, which directly impedes ovulation, which is not what you want in PCOS. It directly affects your um, thyroid function. Uh, it reduces it and suppresses it. So it slows down and therefore you uh, have a slower metabolism then. You then directly suffer with um, fatigue. You suffer with constipation, uh, weight gain, um, difficulty constantly concentrating all of these are impacts of going uh, or is uh, of reducing a macronutrient from our diet something similar would happen if we were to choose reduce fats as well so go, going on without doing it <laughs> any sort of diet that takes out a macronutrient or completely lowers one is not beneficial for our health and will have some consequences down the line. And um, for the purpose of this talk, I'm just going to talk about uh, carbohydrates because I've just seen it come up a lot. Um, and it's just something I'm really, um, I'm not for really when it comes to PCOS management. Um, I do think there are some cases where it can be beneficial, but again, it's not something I would recommend in the long term. We have to remember that our body's primary fuel source is glucose, which is what carbohydrates eventually turn into when they're digested and broken down. So it just doesn't make any sense that we start to, if our primary fuel source is glucose, we suddenly strip our body from these and take carbohydrates um, out of our diet. What is it going to do? We have to manufacture our own glucose then. That's not an easy process on the body. That's actually quite stressful. Um, gluconeogenesis is what is the term used um to make our own glucose and this requires our liver firstly to break down muscle like um liver to break down glycogen into glucose then our muscles will have to do that and then our um adrenal glands or our quartz are um will have to come into play as well and this raises our cortisol levels uh, the impact of all of this is that our body is extremely stressed out it it's a really nutrient intense process so it requires a lot of nutrients and uh, like vitamins and minerals and amino acids in order for this process to take place so we're using up a lot of energy in the process of doing this so this is why you may burn fat at the start of going low carb and, and that you're using up a lot of fat stores and energy stores in the body but over time this really depletes the body and if we're especially if we're not restoring these with energy dense foods like yes fats can be our energy dense and proteins but we need the carbohydrates in order for the cells to function and these contain a lot of really important vitamins and minerals like the likes of vitamin a um, your b vitamins and uh, vitamin c and um, the um other potassium magnesium sodium these are these are really important and a lot of foods that that have carbohydrates that are carbohydrates sorry contain these so like if we're again depriving the body of these really important um vitamins and minerals as well so it's not just the carbs that you're cutting out or the, the sugar as such um so we have to think about that like so it's it's really important to just think of the energy draining process that 
it is involved in creating our own sugar, our own glucose in the body for ourselves to function. Our body wants to for us to thrive and to function and to survive. So it will do whatever it takes to, in order to do so. And eventually you will start to notice the impact of this. So hair loss, brittle nails, you know, maybe not the best functioning digestive system. And um, you're feeling more anxious, fatigued, constipation, maybe some fat stores around the midline, um, PMS, bloating. Um, these are just a lot of some of the common symptoms that can start to occur when we cut out carbohydrates as a, and then as a result of our body fighting for, for us to survive. So we don't want to just survive, though. we want to thrive. So in order for us to thrive, we need all three macronutrients, protein, fats, and carbohydrates for us to survive. In the context of PCOS, um, I get that like, where it has come into um the into play where like people think that carbohydrates are the demon as such. Unfortunately the problem is not the carbs itself. Um it's actually this it's at a cellular level. So the issue is that our cells are not using up carbohydrates the way they should do. So when we eat a food or a carbohydrate, most more importantly, we um the body digests it breaks it down into glucose. In a normal a normal functioning body our cells or the cells will take up that glucose into the cells and convert it to useful fuel so the body can use it as energy and we can feel then satiated, satisfied after the food and feel energized and uh, ready to go and you had a meal and you feel good, basically. However, in the case of PCOS, what happens is when the carbohydrate is consumed and the body breaks it down to glucose, the cells are not responding efficiently or effectively to that glucose. And the glucose is then free flowing around the bloodstream, which is not what it's supposed to do. This is where it becomes problematic and it either um, it requires then insulin to take it up into the cells. So again, insulin is, is produced in a normal uh, I say quote unquote normal or someone without PCOS's body as well um, but it, the cells respond to that insulin well the, the insulin is like the key that brings glucose into the cells the, and the, 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 the cells are the lock um, as such in someone with PCOS the lock is not working so the cells are not working and the insulin is being produced by the pancreas and the glucose is still flowing around the bloodstream and you basically have a lot of insulin, a lot of glucose, and this is where it, it, the issue comes into play and where the uh, PCOS symptoms occur. So glucose then either gets stored, stored as fat or um, the insulin will be produced in, so much, in such a high amount that eventually the it'll get taken into the cells, but then your blood sugar levels drop dramatically and then you get the bad cravings, the hangriness, the low mood and the fatigue. So that can happen as well. The high levels of insulin is what causes the main issues in that they it directly um, raises your androgen levels, which causes hair growth on the face, like hirsutism and your back, your neck, chest, things like that. Um, and it causes things that elevated androgens that lead to acne as well. Uh, high levels of insulin um, raise inflammation, which impacts your gut health, which impacts fat storage. Um, and so it's just a cascade of events basically occur once you're in that state. Okay. However, 
the food or the carbohydrate is not the problem. It's the problem is that the cells are not responding to the food that you've consumed or the carbohydrates that you've consumed. And as I said before, our primary energy source is carbohydrates. So our body would, would, would thrives on carbohydrates, a healthy body does. So there's, a, there's an imbalance in the body in, in, when it comes in PCOS. And there's something wrong when our cells are not responding to the primary fuel source that is carbohydrates. We need to figure out what is wrong and why that has occurred. There is definitely a genetic impact or a role up in PCOS but something has triggered that environment or triggered um, that PCOS to take over or take hold as such. So you can have the gene for something and it can lay dormant. However, it's what the, it's the type of environment that you're exposed to that can lead it to um, take come into effect as such. So what could that be? It could be years of constant dieting, yo-yo dieting and intermittent fasting and or keto um, and things like that. And this can really upset your metabolism when done over years of time or a long period of time. Um, and when the metabolism is disturbed as such, uh, the body adapts and the cells become less responsive uh, to insulin over time. Um, it could be uh, low magnesium levels, it could be poor gut health, poor nutritional status, it could be high levels of stress, trauma on the body as well, trauma from childhood uh, or teenage years over time. So all of these have an impact on um, our health and can directly then or indirectly uh, impact our cells ability to use insulin and glucose. And this is what um, the issue is. So by understanding this, it takes a focus on the negativity away from carbohydrates which are actually really important and really amazing and it starts to we start to look at other areas that are um more nearly more uh, i suppose more of a cause or maybe um a factor a, a more of a factor in your pcos um and it's never usually just one it's usually a multitude of things that are causing this um your inability to utilize glucose and and, and that so for the one of the main important things i would start with with for anyone who fears carbohydrates and um you know want has pcos and has insulin resistant pcos it's definitely not to completely cut out carbohydrates, but if you're coming from a place of no carbs or keto, when you introduce carbohydrates, you know, you will um, um, put on weight. That would occur because your body hasn't used carbohydrates in a while. It's not sure what to do. It's not sure how to respond to them. And again, your cells are not operating um, well to carbohydrates. So definitely starting off small with carbohydrates maybe one meal a day if you're coming from a, a very low place and starting off with maybe lower um, and more fibrous one versus starchy ones. So starchy ones are like your bread, your grains, oats, um, potatoes, um, sweet potatoes, things like that. And why there's absolutely nothing wrong with these at all, and I encourage people to consume these. If you're after coming from a place of low carbs or no carbs, then these are very starchy and will be converted into sugar quickly and your body won't be able to handle that that, that soon. Uh, so lower um, starchy ones and more fibrous ones like berries, for example, are an example of lower uh, carbohydrate or low low starchy fruits that you may be able to tolerate. Um, and it, that's just 
the approach that I would use, start small and see how your body responds and then start to gradually increase maybe to more fruits and then maybe start to reintroduce some more root starchy vegetables and eventually then you can get to the grains like the oats and the, um, the breads and things like that. But that may take some time and I suppose it's, um, you would need to judge that yourself intuitively and how your digestion feels and how your body's your energy level feels so it, it will have to be managed slowly um it, it does depend on where you're coming from however if you're someone who does consume carbs already which is obviously great um yeah then then you're in a, a better place and if you're if you're not coming from a place of really really low carbs so if you're coming from a place of moderate carbs then yeah that's fine you can you can uh, manage these well and um help support your PCOS and your cells become more sensitive to uh, both insulin and glucose. But that would be the first thing I would say is introduce gradually um, and see how you tolerate them. Secondly, I would really look at managing the stress that you're putting on your body. So if your body is not responding to uh, glucose, which is the primary source of energy for the body, the body is quite stressed. So we want to start supporting the stress that's on the body. So again, simple things like getting better sleep and um, doing some more things to uh, for your own enjoyment and to relax every day. So having a bit of a nighttime routine is quite it's quite an important part of the work I do with my clients it's really really important that they have a bit of a wind down nighttime routine and that they also do something for themselves 20 minutes every day is what I recommend so that they can bring down their nervous system into a more calmer state that they're not in the fight flight mode that they're more in the rest digest mode and this really helps to lower stress hormones like cortisol and, and this again helps with our um body's ability then to eventually respond to um our sugars better it stabilizes our blood sugars more when our cortisol levels are lower so this is a really another important aspect of your PCS, PCOS management. It's not always about the diet, it's how we're looking after our both our mind and our body um, and our overall lifestyle. That's a really, really important part of the process. Um, so that would be another thing I'd really, really recommend. And like sleep and stress management, it then indirectly help to support better blood sugar balance and therefore your cells start to respond more than to the um, the foods that you're eating eventually. Um, the other thing I would say is the type of exercise that you do. And I've definitely spoke about this before, but for someone with PCOS and insulin resistance, um, again, we want to have more muscle mass because more the more muscles we have, then the, the cells in muscles are more sensitive to insulin. So they start to respond better and utilize glucose more efficiently. Um, so the type of training that works on muscles is more beneficial. So working your glutes and your back um, will really help. They're the largest muscle groups in the body. So doing some form of resistance training that works these muscles would be really, really beneficial for you rather than doing, say, five or six days of cardio and not working your muscle groups um, or targeting them well. So this will have a lot more favorable effects on anyone who's looking to reduce fat, not just someone with PCOS. This is definitely the more the preferred type of or more recommended type of exercise for some individual trying to burn fat as you 
uh, start to burn a bit more muscle mass, you do burn more calories even at, when you're resting. So it does make more sense to do this type of exercise. Um, obviously, I do recommend um, some movement as well throughout the day, um, like steps or cycling or swimming or um, you know some form of cardio that you do enjoy, but it doesn't have to be massively intense. So if you're getting in some form of movement just to move your body for both the mental benefits and the physical benefits, that will also um, really, really help with your, your PCOS too. Um, and, and, and then as a result, help with your body's ability to use carbs. So think about the more training that you do, the more resistant training that you do, your the more your body's actually going to be able to use carbohydrates. So like this is a good thing. We want we want to use carbohydrates. Our body becomes more energized, our digestion improves, our mental clarity improves, our libido improves and our reproductive health improves. So like this is obviously what we want to achieve want want to achieve when we cut out macronutrient these things do start to suffer so um yeah like by doing this type of type of training we get to eat more carbohydrates so this is amazing so i'd really encourage anyone who isn't doing this type of training to start somewhere like start small with some squats just just using your body weight even lunges and um, and then getting a bit of confidence going to a trainer uh, i really recommend getting a training for a few weeks even just to give you that bit of confidence um, and have a guided plan to know what to do and um, it's worth that investment just so um yeah, you, you've got some direction if you're coming from a place of um, never done it, before, having not done it before. That's what I would I would advise as well. But I suppose with PCOS and the, and the demonization of carbohydrates, it does come from the fact that there is high levels of insulin in the body and then insulin resistance occurs and um, because it, it the body starts to produce more and more insulin to take up the sugar into the cells but we have to ask the question why is our body not responding to the insulin why is that happening in the first place uh, it's gotten to a state that uh, it you know where it, it somehow it's gotten to that state how did it get to this state um and yes there may be genetic factors involved but there's also environmental factors that can trigger this um from happening so really looking at again i do repeat myself a lot here but it's so so important that you're looking at your stress and your your sleep and your overall lifestyle and quality of of, of life really in general what pressures are you putting on yourself what boundaries have you in place uh, in your relationships in your workplace just in your life in general this is so so important in order to manage our mental health which has an impact on our overall physical health so that's really really important to consider as well um but yeah, the, the issue is more a metabolic issue and that our cells are ir irresponsive um, to, or not responsive, so more so to the glucose and insulin in the body. Um, so our blood sugar levels are more haywire as such. They're up and down like a roller coaster, which causes these massive in effects on of um PCOS, not, not massive effects, sorry, but these causes these um, typical symptoms of PCOS. So um, yeah, I really think though that um, it's important to talk about this um, because it does have a lot of negative impacts on people's attitudes toward food. As I said at the beginning of this, you know, 
if you go out and you think you can't have ice cream or even a piece of fruit and um, you know that's not healthy that's not a good relationship with food and um, and it that's not health then you know you have to have a good relationship with food to be healthy and um, you have to be able to go out and enjoy um eating out with friends and not be worrying that like how you're going to manage it because you you can't eat carbohydrates and like these carbohydrates as i said are so so important for our, for our health the likes of sweet potato are hugely important for our nervous system they contain um beta carotene um and potassium and other nutrients that are really really beneficial same as baby potatoes with the skin on particularly and um, really really beneficial potassium and um, really helpful for our nervous system our adrenal glands which are usually depleted of these uh, nutrients or um, minerals after periods of chronic dieting or yo-yo dieting and um, and yeah i really encourage like looking after your adrenal glands when you are after going through intermittent fasting and keto because the body is quite stressed at this point so you're looking at getting high amounts of vitamin c in and potassium and sodium as well so um electric like you know um coconut water is great bananas are great and uh, baby potatoes are great uh, sweet potatoes are great and uh, orange juice uh, really good any sort of citrus fruit your green pepper i'm um, sorry red peppers spinach they're all really really good for those nutrients as well um and as i say if our, our, our nervous system is dysregulated if we're have maybe issues with anxiety and 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 things like that we got to look at obviously the stress that's in our lives but also carbohydrate intake really really important it really does help to regulate that hba hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis that, and that is the like big has a big control over our um yeah our like our anxiety levels and our and our, um how our mood is, uh, how our periods are even. If, if that's dysregulated, we'll have raised cortisol, which lowers a really good hormone called progesterone, which I always talk about, but it's so, so important for uh, reducing painful periods and for making sure that we're sleeping well, reducing anxiety. So yeah, the impacts of going low carb have such a knock-on effect and you may not notice them straight away and that is a thing and that's why people do so so well on it at the start and think this is amazing they say this has worked and then what happens is that it gets too difficult that they either go on a holiday or um they start just to go out again and socialize and they reintroduce carbohydrates and they blame the carbs for the reason they put on weight and then they go back to the diet that worked but it didn't work because if it worked, you'd be able to do it for long term and you wouldn't be having resets all of the time. So I hope that like that it's a nutshell of um, explaining the role of carbs and what why I love them so much and why you should love them so much. It was a bit of a rant, really, but it's just something I see a lot um, with my clients. And, you know, I see it a lot on Instagram um, and people talking about keto diets and and. Um, you know it, it's quite common to see that like so i would encourage if anyone is telling you to do that to question them why and just question it yourself do you really think you can do this for life um and if you can't then it's, it's really it wouldn't be recommended um but if this is something that you are struggling with and you're in a place of maybe wondering how much carbs you should be eating or you can tolerate 
then maybe working with a nutrition coach will be beneficial for you and um, whether it's PCOS issues or fat loss in general um so yeah this is something that I work with um, with my clients I also talk about this in my PCOS made simple masterclass in more detail and um, so I am going to be putting this up for sale soon and uh, so you'll be able to buy this as well uh, through um yeah I'll, I'll, I'll let you know when that is available for sale and also I'll probably do another live masterclass in a few months time because I do enjoy doing them and it's a great opportunity for people to uh, learn more about PCOS and also to ask me questions and uh, the questions are really beneficial um, at the end of these masterclasses. So yeah, that is it for this week. Um, thank you for all listening. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, please share um, and also leave a review on iTunes. We really appreciate it. But I'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, chat to you soon.